WMUN. All kinds of people. Hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana, in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 925 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host. Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Dr. Joe Mashevitz here. Welcome to all kinds of people on the Talk of Muncie, WMUN. And for those of you into basketball, um, nestle back and uh, give a listen because we've got Michael Lewis with us, the men's head basketball coach at Ball State University. And Coach Lewis, thanks for bringing that coffee in and stopping by Woof Boom to have a chat. Well, I appreciate being here. Thank you. Um, Oh, and welcome back home to Indiana. Thank uh, you. It's, it's great. Um, it's great to be back. It's a little bit uh, cheaper cost of living than Los Angeles. Yeah. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I know home is Jasper, Indiana, um, and we'll get into the seven or eight different locations you've migrated to. Thank you. But um, when if I were to go back to Jasper, Indiana, with you. Do we have a basketball hoop outside the house someplace? And are you out there all the time dribbling? It's, it's Indiana, so I think everybody's got a basketball yeah, hoop okay. outside. No. Okay. I, you know, I, I moved to Jasper um, as I was entering second grade. My my mom and dad were teachers. My dad was a high school coach. Okay. Um, so we moved around a little what bit. What kind of coach? He was a basketball coach. Okay. And uh, so we moved to, to Jasper, like I said, as I was heading into second grade. Um, it's a... It's a great community to grow up in, um, very uh, hardworking, prideful community that supports, um, you know, their their schools and, and sure. local high school. And so um, just a really cool place to grow up and, and um, be a part of, of high school athletics. And But, yeah, we uh, we had a hoop outside, and obviously with my dad's position, I had I could go steal the keys off the wall and go down and <laughs> we lived um, – when we were uh, in what from my sixth grade year on, we um, we moved into a house that was right, um, kind of butted up to the backside of the high school. So I was able to just run oh, down the hill, like, yeah, run down the hill and and go get in the gym. So it was it was pretty convenient. Was was basketball pretty much always the focus? Were there any other side activities? That- yeah, I, I mean, I think you know. Video games weren't around. You know, they were they were coming in. Good when, point. Very when good I was, point. Thank I think you. my first video game set system was like fourth or fifth grade. So um, it was just the basic. We Nintendo. didn't have esports. No, back then. we didn't Thank have any of that. Just basic Nintendo A B buttons. It's too complicated now. So, but um, no, you, you know, you just you kind of go outside and play in the neighborhood and and um, you know whatever sport was in season is kind of what you did. But I played uh, little league. I played um, obviously basketball. I played some tennis when I was younger. Um, you know, tried to try to stay as active as I possibly could. And then, um, quite a career at IU, thank you, playing with under the coaching of Bob Knight. Um, four seasons solid, a lot of recognition during those four seasons. 
Can you find yourself sitting back thinking about what some of those moments were like? Well, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't spend a ton of time like reflecting on you know different things. I think you, you kind of go. Through I respect things. that yeah. very much, but and you try to I, uh, you, you know you kind of learn from your experiences. You were I, the team captain there. Yeah, you picked it was, up a lot of honors and awards, but yeah, it was a it was an unbelievable experience. I think um, you know growing up you know in Jasper, I was an hour and a half from Bloomington. Okay, and and um, you know I think at that time um, with the success that IU was having and who Coach Knight was. Um, you know, the recruiting landscape was much different. And so I committed to, to play in Indiana when I was uh, a junior in high school, like February of my junior year oh, that of early. high school. Okay. Yeah, I committed to, to play there. And, and um, it's, a, it's a decision that continues to pay off uh, till today. You know, I think uh, the things that I learned there as far as, um, you know, the, the self-discipline, the accountability, um, the things that the characteristics and, and things that it takes to be successful, um, not just in what I do, but I think um, in in life or, you know, any avenue that you go down, just your, your basic foundational things that it takes to be a successful person. I was able to, to learn there. And, um, you know, I had a <clears throat> great time playing. We went to four NCAA tournaments. We were in the top 20 each of the four years. Uh, I think I learned a great deal about basketball. I, I went there as a, as a scorer. And I left there as, as the all-time assist leader. So really kind of a completely, um, you know, flipped how I viewed the game or how I approached the game or how I played the game, which I think gave me a better understanding and feel um, to be able to do what I do today. Do you think that flip, by the way, I, I appreciate you saying you went there as a scorer. Um, and I did have a note that you were the all-time assist leader. But I think about myself, my basketball days were not nearly – comparable to yours I did high school basketball but um, do you think that change was difficult but do you also think it helps you with current players today who come in thinking that they're the big shooter type but could play a different role potentially? yeah I, I, it was difficult because like you know you you grow up from you know I, I don't ever remember not being around basketball so whatever age that whatever age that is um, until you know, you step foot on the IU's campus, and then you're asked to play Ooh. a different way. And sure. so, uh, it was difficult. It was, um, but you know, I also had a strong desire to play. I didn't want to, you know, a lot of guys probably in in today's world would would transfer. You know, like, well, you know, coach didn't let me play my game. Well, you know, I I had a a value of where I was, where I wanted to be, who I wanted to be around, um, and and I also had a an idea. Of what that place could do for me in my future, as far as helping me be successful, uh, especially in the state, and so, um, you know, I just I wanted to carve out a role for myself, and I wanted to play. I didn't want to sit on the bench, and I knew if I wanted to try to score, like I couldn't score like these guys could score. So like I got to figure out another way to to contribute to winning, and so I was able to figure that out and have a nice career. and And I do I think it does I think it does help me understand or be able to relate as a coach now when you're asking players to, um, you know, do something different than maybe they have they did in high school. And because and every team, you only have one leading score. And whether you're the best team in the country or the worst team in the country, you still got a leading score. <laughs> right? <laughs> so even the bad teams have leading scores. That's a very good perspective. You know? And so, you, you know, it's it's um, one of those deals that, um, you know, I, I can share some, some personal stories and, and um, you know, whether it was – 
uh, difficult things I went through or then successes that I was able to experience, I can relate those uh, to the guys that I get to coach today. Do you think the guys today tune into some of that historical perspective? Um, no, I, I mean, I, and, you know, I, I don't think, um, you know, when, when I was in high school, I would go home from school and, like, you turned on TV and watched games. Like, you, I was watching games all the time. Like, now with the phones, everybody's just watching highlights on the phones. Like, they very, very rarely sit down and watch a complete game. Um, so they're just getting the highlight package, you know, off their phones. And so um, I, I don't know if they completely understand that. Now, as you develop relationships with kids and you share stories, I think they understand that. Um, and I think kids can can grasp that. Um, but they also, there's, a, there's so many more people that have their hands um, and able to communicate with these young people than there was when I was growing up. So you, you're constantly, not only are they getting your message, but they're getting the message of a lot of other people that uh, really aren't involved in basketball. Yeah, maybe taking their mind away from Correct. it once in a while or at least giving them a different focus that isn't quite in line with what the whole coaching focus is. That's got to be a challenge uh, moving forward with that too. Um, and showing up for a game, you you pretty confident when you walk in the locker room of who's going to be ready and who's not going to be ready? Day to day. Day to day. <laughs> <laughs> a, that's the beauty of this job. You deal with 18 to 22-year-olds. It's a it's a day-to-day -day thing. We're talking with Michael Lewis, everybody, the head men's basketball coach at Ball State University. Um, and when we come back from the break, I want to have a little chat with Coach Lewis um, about some of those things related to are the are the players really ready um, and um, see where he takes all that because he walks the sidelines during some of those games and makes some decisions stay with us as we continue talking with coach lewis um, on wmun the talk of muncie This is WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to All Kinds of People on WMUN. And I hope you were with us for the first half with Coach Michael Lewis, the men's head basketball coach at Ball State. Coach, I'm, I'm curious about the, the life of a coach. You started off at Texas Tech as a graduate assistant. And I may be a little off, but then Stephen F. Austin, then Eastern Illinois, then Butler, then Nebraska, <clears throat> then UCLA, where it was not expensive to live at all, as you <laughs> mentioned earlier. Thank you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, turn the tables and head back to Indiana, to Ball State. What's it really like? Um, and maybe without family at the start, but what's it really like going through those transitions and what do you learn at all those various different places, assimilating all that information from other head coaches. Yeah, tra transition. I don't think is ever easy. You know, I think it's. Um, I think it helps you grow, um, and you know, to kind of get outside your comfort zone. Some that, that's how you can really, really kind of grow and and expand your boundaries, so to speak. But um, it's probably a better question. Joe for my wife because <laughs> she's got to navigate the day-to-day. -day Nicole and, has yes, to juggle the day-to-day. -day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I take a job. Um, I I'm I go to the wherever the school is, and and I begin working. And she's got to coordinate the the move, and and um, you know I I kind of I obviously have um, been on on site, so I've kind of found our house sure. in, in every move. And then but she's got to coordinate the move and get there and make it a home. And so you bring the for sale sign home. Yeah, say, yeah okay. that's all it. Like this is where <laughs> we're we going, go. <laughs> and uh, she's got to do everything else. And then when when she gets here, she's got to navigate. Um, you know, the day to day of living in that, um, you know, that city and, sure. and I just go to work and, and do my thing. So, um, each move is different. Uh, we, you know, we've been in different parts of the country. I think, um, the most drastic move was going to Los Angeles. I think it was an outstanding experience, you know, like for, uh, Nicole's from Jasper as well. So you've got two, two people that kind of grew up in Southern Indiana and now you're, you're in, in Los Angeles. LA. Yeah. Like who would have ever yeah. imagined? I don't think either one of us ever imagined living in Los Angeles. And so, uh, it was a really, really cool experience. The basketball was unbelievable. Um, I think that the, the day to day of navigating Los Angeles, especially with two kids in school, um, and their activities, you know, is, is much more difficult than it is here right sure, sure. um so i mean it's an hour everywhere whether it's five five miles down the road or not it's an hour so car um, time lots yes. of car time but uh, i think each one of our moves our, our kids are um they've been very resilient in in each move they've they meet people well they're outgoing so i think that part um has been been easy and i think coming back here to muncie has been been outstanding one my uh, my oldest daughter was going into high school uh, my youngest daughter was going into junior high so okay. there's never a great time to move but I think they were both going to be entering new schools in Los Angeles so they're going to be entering new schools and meeting new people you know here so if there was if there was a time to choose um, that this move you know made sense but um, you just kind of learn and grow and I think it it uh, they don't understand it now but I think as they become adults, they're going to understand that um, them moving around as children will help them, you know, navigate adulthood, so yeah. to speak, as, yeah. as far as being able to get outside themselves a little bit and, and meet people and be a little bit more outgoing and, and open to new new challenges and, and different things. And so um, very proud of them, how they've how they've adjusted. And then obviously, um, you know, my wife, um, you know, I've moved her <laughs> at each one of those stops. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and uh, she just... She jumps on board and has really allowed me to chase a dream. That's really cool. Bob, when, when you were at these other schools, did you have a sense or did you bring some of Bob Knight's philosophy with you? Uh, or did you measure some of the other coaches based on some of the Knight philosophies? Did you well, have a chance to play with him for four years? You know, I, th I think in each one of my stops, I've been, um, you know, very fortunate to be around some unbelievable coaches, but, but outstanding human beings, good, really good people that, um, have all empowered, uh, me in different ways to do different things at each one of those stops that have prepared me for, um, being the head coach here at, here at Ball State. And so, um, you know, I think the one thing that I have noticed is I've been around some really successful people from coach Knight to, to Mick Cronin, to Brad Stevens, Chris, all these guys, what, their their core um is about and what they want in their program all the same you know like from from bob knight to brad stevens and like you're thinking like two opposite ends of the spectrum from a personality standpoint personality standpoint absolutely but what they want in their their programs um exactly the same because success is success okay. and it's the same characteristics whether you're leading a fortune 500 company or you're coaching a 
a junior high basketball team, the same characteristics went out every time. Yeah. And to, to lead to that success, what's it like doing recruiting? What's it like when parents well, it's, bring their kid to you saying, yeah. of course you want him. Cool. Yeah. And Recruiting has probably changed as much as anything since I entered the business. How so, um, Coach? Well, I think when I first got in the business, uh, it was about relationships. Um, it was about... I mean, you um, signed in your junior year yeah. to go to IU early yeah. on, so... You know, it's, it's always been, you know, level, you know, like what, you know, high major, mid-major, low major, um, the things that attracted you to that level where, where your talent dictates kind of where you can land and then you choose, you know, from your options at that right. spot. But um, it was much more relationship-based. Um, evaluation was, was huge when I first got in the business. Um, you know, getting to know the, the, the athlete, getting to know the parents, getting to know the people around them, uh, what they were about, um, understanding those characteristics that they could bring to your program. And Do you start um, doing this in their junior you start, year? You start really young, even probably sometimes, you know, younger earlier. than that. And okay. So it's much very relationship-based um, and getting to know those people and, and attracting them to a school. Um, I think what has changed here in the last two years um, – is the relationship pieces is for a majority of the the people um, is kind of gone by the wayside. It's much more transactional, you know, mm -hmm. with the with the name, image, and likeness, with the transfer portal, um, you know, guys hopping around, you know, constantly searching for what it is that they want, um, you know, and not about you know their where they're going, the destination, the type of program they're going to be a part of. Um, it's much more what that program can provide an individual. For them. Yes. And so, you know, that part is, is different. Um, it's much more transactional uh, today, especially like the last two years, uh, than it was when I got in to start doing this, you know, 20 years ago where, um, you know, you, you work to develop relationships um, and bonds uh, and trust with the individuals that you were recruiting. And, and when you committed, you were yeah, there. Yeah, and you period. were there and you co You know, there was a transfer here or there. Like, you know, things don't work out. Um, but people normally kind of fought through that and tried to carve out a role and, and different things. And they had a, a four-year experience. Yeah. Um, and they had a, uh, you know, a place that they called home where now it's, it's much more transactional and what can you do for me now. And does that recruiting take a considerable amount of time? Yeah, it's, it's every day. I mean, it's there's and it's twelve months a year, 12, too, right? three hundred sixty-five days a yeah, year. Cause gotta, yeah, because you got to you got to be with them when they're playing in their seasons. Yeah, no, it's it's um, and it's the it's the most important thing in a program. Um, you know, I think you have you have to be able to recruit and navigate um, that part of this job to to be successful because it's not like it was like it has changed. You're no longer building a program. You're not bringing kids in and developing them and building a program. Uh, if you bring a kid in as a freshman, as a high school kid, and you develop him and you get him to be pretty good in two years, he's going to leave. You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, like they're going to leave and go to the Big Ten. Uh, if they're not playing and they're unhappy, they're going to leave and transfer down. You know, so it's, it's, um, it's much more transactional and it's much more how can you construct a roster year to year to be as successful as you can that year. Now, what it does, it does allow you to make jumps quicker. You know, you can, you know, you can have a good – um, recruiting portal off season and and yeah, go from from last to first and you can also like you know you you lose a couple young guys that you think are pretty good that want to transfer up to you know power five league uh, and it can really hurt your program. I just 
it just is a very complicated process right now. And, and it, for everybody, and everybody's got to, we're, we're all trying to navigate I it. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, um, do you and Nicole get a chance to just kind of get away with Avery and Emma? At not least? enough. Yeah, not enough yet. Not enough. No, we're we're going to try you. to carve out some time this summer. I hear you. I hear you. We've been with Michael Lewis, everybody, the head men's basketball coach at Ball State University. And um, new season coming up this fall, so make sure you're at good old Worthen Arena at your Coach Lewis on. And um, you, like me, will wonder every time he reaches in his pocket and pulls out that little piece of paper if that's his shopping list for after the game or his chores for the weekend. But sometimes that's the answer to the test I and sometimes not. When, I love when you pull that out, Coach, and you look down my wife and I just say, what's on that sheet of paper? Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's been all kinds of people on the Talk of Muncie, WMUN. Have a good week.